are listening to the official podcast of Grace Atumwa. Find relief, not regret. We've had a hard year. Yes, we experienced surprise blessings, but it was also a hard year of isolation, stress, routine changes, and disappointed hopes. To dull the pain, many of us turned to snacking, shopping, and scrolling. After the momentary distraction, these methods of numbing left us with regrets, not relief. Listen to this message as Pastor Chris shares the better way that Jesus offers us in Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chris Childs. I'm going to tell you what I do when I get stressed, but before you you start judging me. I just want you to know that this is how I relax. And maybe these sound familiar to you. I pull out my phone. When I feel stressed, I pull out my phone and I just start scrolling, whether it's a news feed or social media or or really interesting articles. Like they discovered a, a particle of matter that exists in only one dimension. What does that even mean? It's fascinating to me. When I feel stressed, I enjoy eating, especially the, the sweet and salty combos. I want, I want both together. If I can only have one, I want the salty. Or maybe it's binge watching. I don't know what you use to binge watch shows. Maybe it's YouTube or Netflix or Hulu or Disney Plus or Peacock, or if it's on your TV or on your phone or your computer or your tablet, you have so many options. And you know what you do when you get stressed. You named it. You name some healthy habits like exercise, which actually reduces stress. And then you name some other unhealthy ones. And beyond the idea of is it a healthy habit or not, it's a lot of these habits, the ones I just named for myself, there is at least two problems with them. We could probably name a dozen more. The first one is we, we actually can't stop. I, I know it feels like you can stop, but then try. Try it. Try it for a month. Do you know most New Year's resolutions don't even last two weeks? It's addictive. But then here's the, the other part. It doesn't give life. It actually steals life. I mean, how does it feel? In that moment, you feel this feeling of freedom and distraction. You don't have to think anymore about that thing that you were stressed about. And there's a, a sense in which it numbs that ache. But 10 minutes later, 10 minutes later after I have that really tiny bowl of ice cream that I top with all sorts of sweet and salty toppings. I feel empty. At least everything but my stomach. And probably more empty than before. So this isn't the life that Jesus wants for us. And it isn't the life that we want for ourselves. Jesus said, I came so that they could have life. Indeed, so that they could have life to the fullest. 
So why do we keep going back to these addictions? I mean, to be clear, streaming TV isn't evil. And reading the news and keeping up on Facebook, it's not evil. And eating ice cream is definitely not evil. But there's this point where it's not fun anymore. There's a point where this thing that promised to give us joy and connection is stealing those very things. And I don't actually have to argue this point to you. You've experienced it. You've experienced that craving for just one, just one look at Instagram, one look at Facebook, one scoop of ice cream, one episode of your favorite show, one cosmic brownie. And somehow, for many of us, one led to another and another and another, and you end up feeling exhausted and lonely. So why do we keep running to these addictions? And what are we running from? We're running from our emotions. At least that's what it is for me. That's what it is for most people. A specific emotion comes to my mind, the emotion of feeling vulnerable. Vulnerable is what we experience when we show up, when we're seen, when there's a risk, when we're real, even real with ourselves, when we don't have control of things. I feel vulnerable when I think about a mistake that I made, and I'm one I kind of ruminate over those mistakes for days and days or years, as the case may be. We feel vulnerable when we think of a conversation where we felt hurt. Even just remembering it brings back that feeling of vulnerability. Or when life seems so out of control, and it has been so out of control in 2020, and 2021 is shaping up a little similarly. And vulnerability isn't a bad feeling, but yet we run from it. To even show up, show the real self to yourself is to feel vulnerable, and it's terrifying. And so we run away, and how do we run? We run away with shopping. If I just buy X, I'll feel better. Except then I buy whatever that thing is, and I don't feel better. Or if I just eat blank, I just need that pick-me-up to escape the feeling. Or, or gaming might be the thing for you. Even though I know I can't win at life, at least I can win here. I know the rules of this game. I just can't understand the rules of life or binge watching, I, I wanna see what these people are going through to take my mind off of what I'm going through. Even though the people I'm watching, they're not even real. Or maybe for you it's quitting relationships. After what that guy said, I won't be around that person anymore. Which is a lot easier than asking the question of what was it in me that received that comment so painfully? If we want life to the fullest, we have to start changing our minds about these harmless habits. And maybe we have to change this idea that we have in our head that they're harmless because they're not. How do we change our minds about them? Will we replace what we think about them with the truth? 
We read earlier today in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, no temptation has seized you that isn't common for people, but God is faithful. See, this feeling of vulnerability and the temptations that come from it, they're normal. What emotions are wrapped up in this feeling of vulnerability? There's fear. See, that, that stress, it's, it's related to fear. You see it? What other vulnerability emotions are there? There's loneliness. And there's sadness. You can probably name some more. It's more than anger, though. Anger is just a mask that other emotions hide behind. What's your trigger emotion? What's the emotion that triggers this habit, this behavior, this thing that you do to numb the pain, but actually doesn't give you the life you want? And we're wanting to live unshakable. We want in 2021 that whatever happens, we can be unshakable. And if we're going to do that, we have to let go of our ways of numbing. We have to face life head on. So what's your trigger? If you're not sure, you can find out just two easy steps. One, name the habit that you're using to numb. I'd ask that you name it out loud right now. Just whisper it to yourself. You can say it in the comments if you'd like to. But at least whisper it to yourself. Shopping, gaming, scrolling, watching, whatever. Then pay attention. What are you feeling right before you do it? If you don't know right now, wait till you do it later on in the next 48 hours, and then you'll know. <laughs> What's that emotion that you're feeling right before you do it? For most of us, our habits are triggered by an emotion. They can also be triggered by place or people or, or time of day. But the habits we're talking about here, for most of us, they're triggered by an emotion that we're running away from. So what is it for you? that we're trying to avoid our fear. We're trying to avoid our sense of helplessness. We're trying to avoid admitting our loneliness. So we do the thing that we do. What is it right before you walk to the freezer to grab the ice cream? What is it right before you grab your phone and start scrolling? What is it that you're feeling right before you disconnect from the people around you? Right before it happens. I had to ask this question. Well, I noticed my habit of I, I could take out my phone to scroll while playing with my daughter. And in the evening, I'd be down on the floor in the basement. We'd have the toys out. Maybe it's dolls. Maybe it's, it's blocks. But we're down there. We're playing. And then I take out my phone. I love playing with my daughter. And I love seeing the world through her eyes. But when I stop to play... And all the thoughts that I've been too busy to think and all the emotions that I've been too busy to feel come rushing in. I pull out my phone so that I don't have to feel them. Does that give me life to the fullest? No. Is it normal? Yes. So why this verse is so important, no temptation has seized you that isn't common for people. You're not alone. You're not strange. You can let go of the shame that you feel of, why am I doing this? 
Because no temptation seized you. That isn't common for people. But God is faithful, and that's the key. God will supply a way out so that you'll be able to endure it. Your numbing habit looks like a way so you don't have to experience that emotion. It looks like a way out, but really it's a trap. But God, on the other hand, is faithful. God will provide a way out so that you can endure the temptation. God will provide what you need so you can endure that emotion without running. God will provide what you need so that you can say, I know that I don't want to face this loneliness. But watching stories of happy people isn't going to help me here. God will provide you what you need so that when life is out of control, you don't have to find something or someone that you can control. God will provide a way out. But the question is this, will you take it? Will you take the way out or will you and I shove that true escape hatch aside and return to our addiction? Will we justify our habits? Will we say, it isn't so bad? It's stealing life from us. First Corinthians goes on and says, run away from the worship of false gods. This thing that's trying to take God's place in your life, run away from it. And some of you right now are saying, hold on, pastor. Is this really a false god? Are you really blowing this out of proportion? Are you one of those people that says, run away from the world? Shopping is a false god. Phone scrolling is a false god. Watching TV is a false god. Eating desserts are false gods. No, not in itself. I certainly am not advising that anyone stop eating ice cream always and forever. But even though we can do these things without worshiping a false god, we do worship something as a false god when it takes the place of God in our life. When life is out of control, when we're losing hope, when we don't know how to handle what we're dealing with, when we're all alone, where do we turn? Are we asking ice cream to fulfill what only Jesus can do? If we turn to that habit to find comfort and rest for our souls, when life gets out of control, then yes, we're worshiping a false god. When life is out of control, I'm here to tell you, turn to Jesus. Jesus says, come to me, all who are struggling hard, who are carrying heavy loads, and I will give you rest. Did you catch it? Jesus says, come to me. So which will you turn to? A spoonful of Chunky Monkey or to Jesus? When the world feels out of control, will you obsessively read political articles or will you turn to Jesus? When you're afraid, will you turn to drinking or will you turn to Jesus? When you worry that you are not enough, I know this is getting really personal for some of us. Will you seek what you need through shopping? Will you log into Instagram to see pictures and posts from every other perfect person? Or will you turn to Jesus? When you're lonely, how will you respond? Jesus says, 
come to me, all who are struggling hard, everyone that's carrying a heavy load, and I will give you rest. Put my yoke upon you. Prawn my yoke and learn from me. A yoke is a kind of collar that links two oxen together so that they walk together in years. Because together they can handle so much more than they could alone. What Jesus is doing is he's inviting you to walk with him, to learn from him. So I'm asking, will you put on Jesus's yoke and walk with Jesus? Actually, more than that, Jesus is asking, will you put on my yoke and walk with me? If so, here's what you'll want to do. You'll want to name that habit out loud or on paper. Name it. When we don't name it, we give it so much more power. Name it. Name this habit that you want to stop trusting in to give you life. It doesn't mean you're going to stop eating chocolate or stop shopping. To be honest, we kind of need some things. It means that your relationship with that thing is going to change. And then tell someone. I know. I know that feeling of vulnerability just came up when I said tell someone and you're running to the freezer right now. But stop for a second. Tell someone, tell your small group, tell a friend, tell a family member. If you don't tell anyone, then you aren't committed to it yet. When someone tells someone, when someone tells someone their New Year's resolution, they are so much more likely to actually follow through. And then do it. Name the habit, tell someone, and make the change. Pay attention. When you feel that emotional trigger, don't turn on the TV. Don't pull out your phone. Don't run away. Instead, say, Jesus, I need a way out. And God is faithful. Don't wait until life is easier to make this change. Do it now. Take your step of faith today. Stop worshiping false gods that promise to give you life but steal your life instead. Come to Jesus all who are struggling hard, everyone who's carrying a heavy load, and Jesus will give you rest. Will you pray with me to come to Jesus? Jesus, we come to you. We come to you and, and we've been carrying these heavy loads that we're, we're not quite sure how much longer we can carry. And we've tried ways of dealing with it that aren't working. And today, we're asking that you give us rest. We're asking that you teach us your way. We ask that when we have these trigger feelings, we come to you and we trust in you. And we stand strong in you. We trust in you for our eternity, but we also trust in you for today and each day that you would be the one to give us rest when we're weary. We ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you found today's podcast meaningful, we invite you to subscribe to all of the podcasts from Grace Atumwa. Grace is a congregation of the United Methodist Church located in Otumwa, Iowa. For more information on this podcast or other information on the ministries of Grace Otumwa, 
You can find us on the web at www.graceotumwa, spelled O-T-T-U-M-W-A, dot org. Thank you for listening.